Hello, this is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC, and we are and we are back continuing our conversation of the older Batman movies. We've now made it to Batman Forever with my co-host and friend Avi and I back back in the back in nineteen ninety five. Batman Forever, a soft reboot after Batman and Robin, and now directed by Joe Joel Schumacher, who's no longer with us. Welcome back, Avi. My first question for you about Batman Forever is what did you think of Val Kilmer as the new Batman slash Bruce Wayne? Thoughts on Val Kilmer? I I like how Val Kilmer was as Batman and Bruce Wayne and Batman Forever with what he had to work with. Um, there are there's supposedly a director's cut or a, or a director's cut version of some kind where it would go more into his backstory about dealing with his parents. So, but I but also what you said with Michael Keaton, I really I, I Michael Keaton is one of my top favorites in the top one or two spots. But with what Val Kilmer had to deal with, um, I think. If he could have worked even more darker if it was a darker movie than what than what it was, and um, he and of course you, I'm sure you already know that he was a friend and um, and actor alongside um, Tom Cruise in um, 1986's uh, Top Gun, and I haven't forgot about that. We will do Top Gun closer to the release of the Top Gun sequel movie. It's supposedly still coming out. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Top Gun Maverick at the end of May. So in the beginning to end of May is the perfect time to do look at the Top Gun original, which Val Kilmer was with, with Tom Cruise with that. Um, any more elaborate extra thoughts you want to talk about? Well, I remember I saw I saw Val Kilmer in some other movies like uh, Real Genius. Yeah. Yeah, that was an 80s movie he was in, right? Real Genius was an 80s type movie he was in? Also, well, also the 80s. Also yeah, what was that movie about, exactly? Well, it's probably like, like, like a high school or college. But this was about, about, about science department. There's all the crazy things to learn. Oh, oh, something about a science-y type movie. Oh, okay, cool. So, um, any any other things about um, Val Kilmer as, as, as either Batman or Bruce Wayne in this movie? Well, even about uh, uh, Batman is, uh, uh, I think Batman's a little bit cool about, like, even he fights all the, the, all the bad guys in the beginnings, like, even sounds like a very, too, like, silly about, like, uh, if he has a good, if he has a good line for the, uh, each, each role about the, even it's a good thing about, we see him, but owns a corporation, yeah, Wayne's, Wayne's, yes, yes, we finally get to see the corporation that he run that he runs, which wasn't exactly really, really shown in either Batman or Batman Returns. Yeah, we finally, was Sar
Yeah, we kind of finally see what the, the place Wayne Enterprises that he runs in here and forever. And like I said, I told you um, before to, in, for that scene where he w- runs Batman. Um, that, that scene where he runs Enterprises in the beginning, you have to blink or you miss a check to see uh, uh, John John Favreau as a as a as a Wayne's Enterprise um, worker. Yeah, he's actually in the movie really real briefly. Uh, blink if you miss it uh, as part of that. Yeah. Um, I like yeah how he fought off the villain some villain goons in the beginning of the movie as well and I like in the beginning of the movie his like panther his black like panther suit which would later be a different suit at the end of the movie and then in Batman and Robin it's a whole blue suit that's not even black at all so I, I like nothing about the Batman and Robin suits but the the suit he's wearing in the beginning of Batman Forever is kind of similar to what he had in the first two movies but it's like a panther suit but then it gets like a whole different suit uh oh, kind yeah, of suit towards like the end I thought it was like a sweatsuit. It's like, uh, maybe, uh, what do you call it? Like a sweatsh? A, a, a sweater, a sweater mixed together with the like, turtleneck, you know, turtleneck type. I would call, uh, maybe, I, I would think I would sometimes often call it a panther suit. I liked his like black panther suit in the beginning of the forever, but then by the time you get to the end of the movie, of course, he suited up into like some, some sort of silver or other type of suit. Um, so now that we've talked about Val Kilmer a little bit, as, um, as Batman and Bruce Wayne, what did you make of... Uh, Chris Chris O'Donnell joining as Dick Grayson and Robin, the finally well, Robin in this movie. He's almost too old for the play. Yeah, he, Robin, yeah. He, I thought he'd be like a younger. I he'd be like a younger boy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like in the comics, like Robin. 15. Yeah, right. So in the comics, Robin is younger, but when, in this movie, he seems like he's way over age of what Robin should be. Is what is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Even sometimes, like uh, even so, like almost like a re yeah, way past the, the age. Yeah. 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 He's a bit old. He's a bit old to be playing Robin, but it is nice to see a live-action Batman movie where Batman and Robin are finally together in some form, even though he kind of looks a bit too old to be Robin. Um, yeah, I do. I, 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 um, I, I like the Batmobile that he has, but, yeah, but it's. I like his bat. His Batmobile was okay, but of course not as great as Batman '89 Batmobile. Or, or that, or the Nolan verse, like at the tank. Yeah, the, yeah. Tank. When we get to the Nolan trilogy, we the big tank, well, tank, the Tumblr tank, we'll talk about as well. Yeah, but let's uh, before we get to the tank and the Chris Nolan stuff, let's just try to uh, focus on uh, Schumacher's Forever. But yeah, we will definitely get around to talking about um, Chris Nolan soon. Um, what did you make of Bruce Wayne slash Bat- Batman slash Bruce Wayne's love interest, uh, Chase Meridian? What did you think of her? Uh, it's kind of like a very too like, uh, too like, um, uh, oh, oh, way, way, way over, way over, way over the acting than the, than the other, other two. Than the yeah, other yeah, two. I, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Her acting for it was overacting about it, yeah. Well, you know, you know, Nicole Kim ends up back again in the DC films, like, in, uh, yeah, as something, as a part of somewhere in Aquaman, yeah. I liked how, I liked her American accent in this movie, because in real life she's Australian and has an Australian accent, but for this movie, as this character, she has a very lovely sound sexy little American accent on how she speaks an American way. Um, now, as we both noticed in Batman 89, Billy D. Williams was supposed to go on and play 
Two-Face in a Batman sequel, but he was paid out not to be Two-Face. So we never got to see him that. They used, they chose to have Tommy Lee Jones instead. What are your quick, what are your, some of your thoughts about um, Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face? And then I'll give my thoughts about it. Yeah, no, oh, too over, too over, uh, too over wacky and too over acting again with this character. See, my thing is. I don't like Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. I like, and no matter how many times I watch Batman Forever, the way that Tommy Lee Jones plays Two Face, I don't like it. I don't care for it. They should have had um, Billy D. Williams instead of him. And uh, just the way that Tommy Lee Jones plays it, he plays it over wacky, overacting. He's trying to be another Jack Nicholson Joker, and he's trying to overact and overdo. Um, Jim Carrey as Riddler, which we're going to get to in a sec. But me personally, I don't like Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face in this movie. He's one of my least favorite things about this whole movie. Did not care for um, Two-Face at all. Um, but I can tell you about uh, that he had the um, sugar and spice on each side. And I'm not sure exactly who played um, the darker one, but the lighter one was Drew, 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 Drew Barrymore. Yeah, but um yeah yeah but I really did not I did not like him as Two-Face at all in this movie and he did not in real he did not like Jim Carrey so he was trying to overdo Jim Carrey and uh I Jim Carrey has no problems with him but Two-Face yeah. but 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 Tom, Tommy Lee Jones does have an issue with Jim Carrey and they were fighting during the making of this but I didn't care for how Two-Face was played in this um then of course we had again Robin Williams got screwed over twice. Robin Williams got screwed over for Joker in 89 and Riddler in Batman Forever in this uh, sequel movie. Um, what did you make of Jim Carrey as the Riddler? Uh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought I liked him about, like, even I liked him about, even he does just want to be, like, come want to be, become successful, successful as, as Bruce Wayne about his own adventure. But, yeah. you know, sometimes very, very weird about this hairdo and this, uh, where that, that bandex is. Yeah, yeah, the hair, the hairdo and the spandex definitely are parts of it to notice about him. I, I liked him as Riddler in this movie. Um, he, I think he was like, he was doing his own version of Riddler from like, from the 60s series. Um, he had some over the top, he over, over the top, he was over the top, but even though it was like Jim Carrey playing the Riddler as Jim Carrey, I didn't, I didn't mind him as Riddler as much as I not liked how, how, how Tommy Lee Jones was as, as Two-Face. Um, and I didn't, I, in the comics, in the comic books, in the comic books, as far as I know, Two-Face and Riddler never joined in and worked together. They only worked together in this particular little movie, but as the comic books itself, I never really seen a comic book of Batman where actually Two-Face and Riddler actually worked together, only in the movie itself. Um... I liked him as Riddler. It sounds like you liked him as Riddler. Um, let me see. What did you think of some of the music, the music soundtrack of this movie? Well, sometimes the music soundtrack is very like uh, also uh, very like expressionism, like not like any Danny Elfman in the moment to that. Yeah, you know, not like Danny Elfman, but it's sometimes very like uh, always so depressed about like uh, like even something like it was almost like very irritating to the fandom. It's like uh, something like uh, like. 
too much loud strings about even the what makes me no nonsense about it makes very little nonsense about the one scene about the the show Batman you know, did climb up the walls with the graphing line. But even it shows outside it's like uh something very like, like cartoony or something, is it? Wait, I'm sorry, what part was cartoonish? Say it again? Cartoonish about using music for the villains. Oh, the, some of the music for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were some sound effects used during, like, certain scenes with, like, um, fighting people or, or doing... Yeah, there were some sound effects with different parts of it. Um, I like when Jim Carrey's... Uh, Edward Nigma first decides to be... Get, decide on be, finally becoming the Riddler when he dis, uh, and his own little like home studio for that he had his own little home studio for it and it showed like yeah. the the thing deciding like different names yeah all that kind of stuff to like decide about it yeah like a fortune telling machine yeah yeah yeah, I like yeah. how he decides to be coming with all that. Even kind of like stuff. about the Riddler, about, I like to leave so many clues with all the letters about by using posting of that the the Val Kilmer yes. on it is like a like a threatening note. Yes, and I like how Bruce Wayne and Alfred try to decipher what those different Riddlers mean, and they both together are uh, uh, deciding what the Riddlers are. Um, their riddles. Uh, what they mean with everything with 13 with 13 and M and Edward Enigma and all that kind of stuff with that I like that um, and it's, it should be interesting since the Riddler I believe is the main villain of the new Batman movie with Matt Reeves and he's yeah. play, played like as the serial killer that he's, that that Bruce Wayne and Batman will also have to do riddles again for this even different take different version of the Riddler yeah. uh, do you know for the Riddler version is Richard supposed to be as a, a new villain in the Dark Knight Rises but played by Johnny Depp uh, are they scrapped and changed to Bane uh? Warner Brothers or the whoever Warner Brothers and whoever wanted Riddler to be the the villain in Dark Knight Rises, but Chris Nolan wanted Bane, and they overall listened to Chris Nolan, and it was Bane instead of Riddler. Because uh, Riddler for Christopher Nolan is, is most important about like because every Christopher Nolan movie he directed will leave something will leave a clue for, clues to us, you know, like a clue about. Well, in um, the Riddler is not in Dark Knight Rises. The Warner Brothers wanted the Riddler, but um, they listened. They, they they listened up to Chris Nolan and had been instead. So I would say, as far as the Chris Nolan stuff is considered, in the in the. As, as far as the Chris Nolan stuff is considered, in the Dark Knight, you know that guy that came to talk to um, the that came to talk to Morgan Freeman. The, yeah. the guy that came to talk to Morgan Freeman about him knowing who Batman is, uh, Coleman Reese. Yeah, some say Batman. some say that in the Dark Knight, that Coleman Reese guy talking to um, Morgan Freeman as uh, Lucius, that Coleman Reese, Coleman Reese, that Coleman Reese might have been, that Coleman Reese in the Dark Knight might be in the Dark Knight a kind of small little version of what what the Riddler would be in the Dark Knight. That's what some say. Right. I'm t- yeah, I'm talking about Col- Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Coleman Reese, that guy with the news and with uh in the, on the news later on and first with Morgan Freeman. Some say that Coleman Reese in the Dark Knight is about the closest that in in the Chris Nolan ways that 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 he's kind of the Riddler of those movies. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Um, yeah. Um, I like this. I like the soundtrack. I like they had the U2 songs, Kiss Me, Kill Me. U2 songs. Yeah, the, and U2 and U2 and all that. And, and, 
the yeah, the U2 songs. The yes, the Seal song, all especially. The Seal song, Kiss, Kiss, Kiss from the Rose, I love singing that. So it had U2 and, and Seal, all the good soundtrack of mid-90s, of the music in there. Um, I like seeing, watching the movie Batman Forever while Seal's doing the song. So all the music with the soundtrack, like that is very nice. Um, yes, that, that's how, yeah, that's how Joe Schumacher wanted to do it. The whole, um, the cinematography is like you said, um, uh, the way you described it earlier, like, um, how is it, how do you say it's, um, how, how are you wording the, how the, how it looked before? For like how the Gotham looked exactly, what was it? What did you? A Neo Tokyo. Yeah, that's one way of saying them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also back to Robin. Uh, Robin Dick Grayson. I liked again how he was able to find out how to open up the uh, the Batcave and find out the Batcave secret later on his own, opening it just in time, and then Alfred again sees him break into it like that with, you know, their security system. And again, Alfred, this is, in the whole, the first four live-action Batman movies, Batman 89 through Batman and Robin 97, I really do like Michael Gow's Alfred. Alfred really is well done, even in Batman and Robin. Alfred is great in all four of these movies. But not so much about Gordon, who was also in all four movies. I didn't care how, for how Gordon was played. Um, I thought that the love interest, Chase Meridian, Nicole Kidman, um, not just over, not in addition to overacting, she's, she was just, she was horny all the time. She's supposed to be professional, and she was just like horny, horny, horny all the time. Um, but that's, yeah. But you know what's all common about the Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher films about the other Batman? Because uh, Bruce Wayne is always such a bachelor, right? He invites all some bites of women into his matter for personal reasons. You know, alone on the couch and uh, yeah. uh, alone on the table, like dinner or wherever else. It's like, a, it's all like a cliche. Yeah. Like back and forth about next moment after another. Yeah, well, about that, back with Batman 89, um, Batman... The second time she was inside there, um, Vicky Vale, the second time she, uh, Alfred let her into the Batcave that second time. Not, not the first time when he was Batman and he brought, him, brought her in herself. So, um, but yeah, like, uh, as Bruce Wayne, he'll get women inside his place at different times. Um, it wasn't really until, like, uh, uh, Christian Bale played uh, Batman and Bruce Wayne in both Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, where he played it real more playboy type, where when he was as Bruce Wayne, you could see how he played the playboy type of his version of, of Bruce Wayne okay. when dealing with women and stuff. Um, okay, back to Batman Forever now. Um, so we both like the music, we like the cinematography. Let's see, um, what other characters... Uh, let me see, we talked about Batman and First... Um. What well, are the, you know, at the end of the movie, it's the first time they showed about the Arkham Asylum. Remember that? The where they kept all the criminals. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And also, in a director's cut, in a director's version, they actually also show Arkham Asylum at the very beginning of the movie as well, in a in a director's oh, yeah, cut version. Yeah, uh, Harvey Dent escaped. Escape from yeah, yeah, and that kind of version of it, yeah. Um, yeah, but they definitely do show it at the very end, you're right. This is the first live-action Batman movie, the first live-action Batman movie where they show Arkham Asylum, you're right, at the end of the movie like that, with uh, the Riddler inside inside there. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Now let's see, we talked about Batman and Bruce Wayne. We talked a little bit about his love interest. We talked a little bit about Robin. We talked a little bit about Two-Face. Again, I didn't care for Tommy Lee Jones at all as Two-Face in this movie. It did not match how Two-Face was in other things, but I did kind of like Riddler. Um, now that we talked, those are all the main the main characters. Go ahead. Here's an interesting fact. Here's an interesting fact. Yeah. You know that Joel Schumacher, Joel Schumacher works with uh, Tommy Lee Jones before in the movie The Client. Uh, it was the Susan Sarandon based on John Grisham novel. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, that's also, right. They worked together for, first in that movie, and maybe that's partly because they worked together there in The Client in '94. That probably was maybe maybe gave Schumacher the idea to bring him into Batman Forever because of that maybe yeah possibly yeah it's also like district attorney type yeah like a, like a legal lawyer yeah i yeah i don't like how he played i don't like how he played two-face in this movie though but yeah because of the client that might have brought him in and then in 2007 Schumacher brought uh, Jim Carrey back with that number 23 movie. Yeah. 37. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, a, it's a dramatic, a horror film. And yeah. You might don't see it, but because it's not that good, but you can't handle making a horror film. Right. What? Uh, and, since we talked about all the main characters in the movie, are there any other characters in Batman Forever that you want to talk about that we haven't yet talked about yet? Uh, sometimes, like, uh, what I like to talk about is uh, sometimes, like, uh, it's like a, the, the relationship is uh, like uh, between a. Uh, uh, it's, it's like a, uh, we had we had a, when when Batman had a Dick Grayson come to his marriage to live with him. It sounds like a, like what the you know, very too homosexual. Like when he invites him over to as a shelter, like what if it feels like uh, Michael Jackson Neverland incident. Yeah, I mean that—that's how it seemed when that was first introduced. I don't know if that was the case or not, but that somehow—that's how some people can maybe look at it. Yeah. But also, it's also the movie mentioned. They also mentioned first time mentioned about the other DC city, like because uh, uh, when Dick Grayson wants to go back to the circus, Metropolis. Yeah. Mentioned, yeah. And yeah. The court, it's on its way to Metropolis. Right. Right. That's yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it should have the Superman that comes in. Like, right. Uh, yeah, that's true. I want to make a point about one of the quotes in the movie. You're right, you're right there. That's true. Um, there's one point in the movie where Val Kilmer's Batman says, it's the car. Chicks dig the car, right? To who he says to, uh, to who he chased the Chase Meridian, which is, a, which is a similar line would be spoken by Ro- Robin in the beginning, in the very beginning of Batman and Robin with Batman to be like, you know? Yeah, did you ever notice that? Ba- ba- Val Kilmer's Batman says that quote in Batman Forever, and then Robin, the man works alone. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, so the, the Superman again is brought back with uh, where Superman. So it's almost as if in Schumacher, um, in the Schumacher version of Batman, like that Superman, Superman or Metropolis might actually exist. They just don't ever show it. They just kind of like hint at a possible Superman universe with that. But yeah, the quote that Val Kilmer said in Forever is a similar one that uh, Chris O'Donnell says with as Robin, as you said also, and, and, and Batman in that one responds, this is why Superman works alone. What other quotes stood out for you in Batman and Robin? They had a lot of quotes in this movie. Opening line about, opening line with Alfred asked what's the, if he wants to order some dinner, like that's the dinner, but even that, Bruce Wayne said, I'll take that's uh, very beginning. Yeah, in the very beginning, he answers, "I'll get drive drive through." What were you saying about the drive through one exactly? This. Uh, when, something, all, all the ones, something like something like very too like uh, well, it's like a, not, not much a, a good taste of it. About 
He's like, just, just uh, Bruce Wayne said, I'll take drive through. I was like, what, what's, the, what's all the thing about going out to rescuing, rescuing the people out right. of trouble? Why? Well, I actually, I think it was a silly way to open it. Uh, yeah, it's kind of silly how they did that. I believe also in commercials to promote the movie, they had both of them do that during a bit commercial. So it was almost as if like it was in the beginning of the movie as like a commercial starting and then even the next movie, even more so like a toy commercial. So yeah, that is very, um, it's very commercially because they made it part of commercials to promote the movie as well. Um, this movie had a lighter direction because of how dark and grotesque and, uh, that Batman Returns was. Um, so this is kind of like a soft reboot. Um, we're going to segue now to a quick commercial break and then we'll find out other stuff to talk about in regards to Batman Forever. I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster. If you haven't heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it is the easiest way to make a podcast possible. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or computer. Anchor.fm Podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast, all in one easy-to-find place to work everything out together. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your iOS, Apple smartphone, or on your Android, or go to Anchor.fm to get started. All right, and we're back. Um, what other memorable lines from the movie stood out to you? What other lines from the movie did, uh, did you like? Riddle me this, riddle, riddle me, me that. that. Who's afraid of the big bad bad? That's a that big. I like that one. Yeah, it was just like that. It was like uh. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Black that's bat. that's a good quote it had. And then there was another quote in, in regards to um Jim Cow- Jim Carrey's Riddler when he says, "And now the real game begins." I like when he says that because it's kind of like in a way foreshadowing ten years later Batman begins the movie, in a way kind of, not really, but like you know what I mean. And now the real game begins. Even the very funny part about that, they, they could attack the, the Batboat, the Batplane, by using by playing a game like a battleship. Yeah, the, you mean like Two-Face in the scene right there towards the end, where Two-Face and Riddler want to blow up the, the uh, transportations by playing the battleship game? Yeah. Yeah. It's like he was a little confusing with, uh, with everything so greenish about, like, uh, God, I don't know what, what I'm seeing now, but it's like uh, very too bright, about it's like, uh, so it's like my heart's more blind than our eyes, about like, I can't see where the, where the story is. Right. Right, that's true. That is yeah, true. Also, also what's referenced, a lot, one line reference is uh, from the classic TV series from the 60s. Robin says a holy word about like. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Robin of the sixties says holy a lot, and then towards the end, uh, different different parts of the movie here, he also you, j- tries to do the holy stuff. Also, I guess that was uh, that was one of the things that was an homage, an homage to the sixties movie. Yeah, 
Even though it's got the, he mentions a holy as a... Yeah, it says, uh, holy, holy, holy rusted metal, Batman. Holy rusted metal, Batman, huh? Uh, the ground, the ground, it's all metal. It's full of holes, you know, holy. God, yeah. Okay, why is that? Why me? The whole island is a bank or something? Yeah. Why is like a metal? Man, always a metal, like, not with rocks. So the, uh, yeah. So we got, um, from you 2 from U2 for music-wise again, we got Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, lyrics by Bono, music by U2, and then, like you said, of course, we all know Kiss from a Rose, written by Seal. Then there's also songs, uh, Smash It Up, Bad Days, and Where Are You Now? And towards the end, we're going to get to talk about, um the greater ratings um batman forever got an imdb rating of a 5.4 a 5.4 out of 10 but we'll go back to that towards the end of the movie right. um let me just see so we talked about val kilmer we talked about uh robin chris o'donnell we talked about two-face uh tommy Lee jones and riddler and nicole kidman and michael gow's alfred and drew barrymore was a sugar and Spice is played by Demi Mazar for the Spice Darker version of her, of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, and John Favreau as an assistant for a smaller part. You have to rewatch it, but yeah, John Favreau's in a blink and you miss it as a uh, an assistant for Wayne Enterprise. Um, let me see. Yeah. And also, I put you know, I remember that what's very to do is too nauseous about that. As a Joker, I mean, the, not Joker, Riddler first tested about his machine to his uh, one of the supervisor about the. Even on that night, it's about, you know, it's like, a, like, almost like, a, he's almost like a collecting all the television advertised. Yeah, there's uh, the one about the, the box. About yes, the yes, uh, the, the, uh, yes, Edward Nigma talks about the box, um, and the box, like, sucked out, people were sucked to the TV with the box, and he got all the credit cards and all that stuff from it. Which I thought was a kind of an interesting story plot line for that. Like, cause he, Two-Face, Two-Face didn't really have a plan. He just tried to kill Batman in different ways, but it always failed. But with the whole box thing with the Riddler, at least that was some, some somehow, some, 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 some sort of a storyline plot that kind of made somewhat sense. Even I liked about I I rewatched clips about the Riddler destroyed the Batcave about when they almost known about his identity about the from the from Bruce Wayne's mind about when Bruce Wayne's about to surrender himself about to tell the the truth who he, who he is about even the only, the only show a glimpse about the flying bats in his mind about not like a, himself. Well, that was during the party. In the party, in the party, Bruce Wayne went in. Then they did a card thing with it all, and then yes. Uh, um, the Riddler, uh, Edward Nemo, could see that he was all into the Batman stuff um, from that party in the machine, yeah. It's almost like a, somewhere like a storyline about, like, in the episode, the animated series about the this, about Hugo Strange, almost that knows about the, the secret identity of Bruce Wayne Batman through that machine, about that could know, but read their minds also. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of that villain character in that movie, I believe he's a villain in the Batman's, uh, of, uh, Batman, everything with Batman, uh, Hugo, uh, Hugo Strange, um, wouldn't that be nice to eventually get a live action version of what a Hugo Strange is? Well, it depends in the, in the, in the future, because even though Hugo Strange's first live action appearance is actually on the TV show on the, on the Gotham also. Oh, okay. Well, no, I know, I, I know. I, I saw him in Gotham on the TV show. I'm just wondering, like, maybe down the line they could show him in, a, like, a live-action movie way, a movie version. Well, well it, it depends about how much of the DC extended, extended universe keep go, keeps on going, about you know, how they improved it, about, or, or something. 
maybe solo Joker film about when we see about the uh, uh, there's another Joker movie. Maybe there's shows about another villain called Hugo Strange about. Uh, some, some kind of like as, as a psychiatrist about maybe 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 yeah uh, speaking of which that reminds me when you said this, uh, the solo joker I, I was uh, reading something online recently uh, very recently that was uh, it looked like they, they may have already have a script ready for a joker too I know you were into joker 2019 with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix and the director of the hangover it looks like um, uh, they have a script they might have a script ready for a possible joker 2 movie because even though can't explain about there could be another version of Harley Quinn about Joker meets another version of Harley Quinn. Do you like do you like how um do you like how Margot Robbie plays uh, a live action version of uh of um her of um yeah, she's, Harley I Quinn? Do, I sure do like her. Yeah. yeah. I, think I saw her on the, the recent Suicide Squad. The yeah, yeah, the Suicide Squad, the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that makes it makes it weird. What if they if they could re do another version of the Harley Quinn on the Joker too? Right. Maybe that's why. What's the point of view about I, the Harley Quinn? Well, they never mentioned they never mentioned if Harley Quinn would be in a in a, in a Joker movie. The, I think the Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and directed by The Hangover. I think that was just Joker by himself. As far as I know, I don't think um, Harley Quinn was a part of that or is going to be unless unless he eventually she does. But Joker's his own thing with that. But speaking also of an upcoming movie that we're all looking that I'm looking forward to now, I guess. And they made it official for three hours with Matt Reeves the Batman. I think it's interesting that after Danny DeVito as the Penguin in Batman Returns and Jim Carrey as the Riddler in Batman Forever, that in the Batman with Matt Reeves coming out, God willing, in early March, if it keeps its early March release date, we're actually going to have finally a second kind of newer version of both the Penguin, Penguin as Colin Farrell and uh, Paul and Paul Paul Dano oh, or something as as the Riddler, a serial killer one. So I think finally getting to see a new version of both um, Penguin, Penguin and Riddler should be very interesting. And then it has a uh, and yeah, yeah, and then. That that young that, that actress playing the new Catwoman as well, yeah. Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz, Kravitz looks like Zoe Kravitz looks like she's gonna be a good Catwoman alongside uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. So, yeah. it's a three-hour. I I went once they started uh, selling tickets. I'm probably gonna get my ticket to see that the Tuesday after its release. The goal is to have all our Batman live-action movies. Uh, recorded before the new Batman comes out, which should be still be the case since we're uh, hopefully still doing Batman and Robin uh, tomorrow afternoon. So anybody, if anybody's still listening to this so far, we're doing Batman Forever right now today, and we're going to be doing Batman and Robin 1997 tomorrow afternoon, and then the following the week after this week we'll be doing Batman Begins. Then after that, we will be doing two separate, two back-to-back episodes separately, talking all about Dark Knight, so much about the Dark Knight and two separate back-to-back episodes, and then end it off with Dark Knight Rises. You were mentioning earlier, yeah, Warner Brothers or the people behind it. Originally, they wanted they were they were telling no. Well, Nolan was first of all, Nolan wasn't sure whether or not he was going to come back. Nolan wasn't sure whether he was going to back, come back for a third movie, but when he thought of a story idea to conclude it be a third and final movie, they kept pushing on him to be Riddler, but he said, listen, I want it to be Bane. Bane is a physical adversary for Batman and also mental, so uh, they listened to him and we got Bane instead, but yeah, B- B- Dark Knight Rises will be how we'll end it all. 
Um, can you, uh, but feel free during any of these movies if you want to talk about the Zack Snyder movies or more about the Joker with uh, um, Hangover and Joaquin Phoenix. But like, we're gonna our last actual live action movie will be Rises. But you can talk about Zack Snyder in any of these movies if you'd like. But speaking of which, what about stuff about the Zack Snyder movies with Batman? What stood out? Did you like about those Zack Snyder movies? Well, Zack Snyder movies, uh, even so, I, I saw the Zack Snyder's about 300 and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and some of the, like, uh, Dark, uh, and the 300 and Watchmen about the, you know, sometimes, like, I have, my brother, my brother Danny, Danny sent me the video about, like, uh, about the analysis of all this, uh, Zack Snyder movies about, about, you know, they had a theme about, it's everything about being, all these movies about death and, uh, and also about like uh, uh, something about phobias. So. I oh yeah, I I liked I liked Ben Affleck as Batman, and Bruce Batman and Bruce Wayne in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Batman v Superman, people, not versus. It's not versus. It's a V. They mean two, two different things. Batman v Superman. I liked um, uh, Ben Affleck as Batman and Bruce Wayne in uh, the 2016 movie, but I did not care for how he was played in the Justice League. I do not uh, care how he was. Pl- about, uh, about Snyder cuts, you, know, you watch HBO Max about the. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have. I have HBO. I have HBO, but I don't have HBO Max, so I can't watch anything on HBO Max because I don't have it. But from what I've seen, I he was he was played well as Batman Bruce Wayne. I think in a good way in uh, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice in 2016. But I didn't like how Batman and Bruce Wayne was in Justice League. Uh, at least not in the version of Justice League that was first introduced. I don't know if he, if he was played better in the uh, actual Zack Snyder version. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Bat, but back, back back to let's not get too far off track about all these other uh, other Batman movies. Back to Batman Forever. Um, what else that we haven't already yet talked about in uh, Batman Forever? Did you want to mention about Batman Forever? Well, sometimes like uh, let me th- let me think about like uh, well al- also about like uh, what's weird about that like. Uh, even you know, it's like, uh, I forgot what it is, how they, how they almost invade the, the houses, about the manners by this guy in the house that's a trick-or-treater. Oh, right, right. So, toward, right. so what he speak, what Avi's speaking about is, towards the end of the movie, after Riddler found out that Bruce Wayne and Batman are the same person, both the Riddler and the Two-Face together go to Bruce Wayne's mansion, and they pretend to be trick-or-treaters, and they get themselves inside of Wayne Enterprise, and the Riddler destroys the Batcave, which is why he has to use a different suit towards the uh, climax. And Two Face almost kills Batman Bruce Wayne, but then uh, Riddler says the line, "You don't, you don't learn anything if you." The line about not learning anything by killing. Um, but yeah, they get into the uh, the Batcave. Uh, even I think I think about that when when when, when Two Face goes shot almost the shot the this way and starts his forehead. Yeah, another, it's a very interesting theory because everything he's basically confronting is demon about yeah. the. Uh, Well, that's what I'm saying about the demons and stuff about the childhood. There's like director's versions or special cut versions where they show more of they show more of um, Arkham Asylum and they show more of Bruce Wayne in his history of how he was when he was younger in more takes of this. But they only use so much of him, his backstory being younger and all that kind of stuff. Um, I want to mention. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Bruce Rose is seeing about it. I remember I saw a preview about it, yeah, that was part of it. They have more of the bat. They have the more of the bat like that in like more of extended versions of different cuts of the film. Yes. Um, I want to go back to Tim Burton for a second. Say this about Batman Forever. Before Joel Schumacher was decided to direct uh, Batman Forever, and director Joel Schumacher can rest in peace because he passed away a few years ago, I believe. Um, yeah, no, I know for sure he passed away. Um, when when Tim when Tim Burton may have still been directed, and I, I read that instead of it being called Batman Forever, it was going to be called Batman Continues. Batman Continues would have been a horrible title, but if it was going to be Tim Burton still directing, it was going to it was rumored to be called Batman Continues. After Batman Returns, Batman Continues. Like, uh, I kind of like Forever better. Um, and also, it reminds me with Batman Forever. Batman Forever was the third movie. Batman and Robin was the one after. They should have called it Batman Forever on the fourth movie. And yeah. then, or something, they should have, like, and reversed also, it. Uh, even, and also, they're, they're supposed to make a project about Tim Burton wants to make another project. Even that Batman Forever is also produced by Tim Burton. Yes, um, that, that's the last part of it. Of that, which is yes, Tim Burton still um, still produces only Forever. And when Batman Val Kilmer's Batman was fighting those goon, two faces goons in the bank heist in the beginning of the movie, in the one of the goons, you can almost see him doing a similar thing from Batman '89 with the whole the whole sword. You know, the whole goon oh, yeah, thing was well, like, yeah, that, that part. yeah, that was like, that has to be Burton. That had to be Burton right there. That little part with the with the villain doing the whole goon sword thing again, with like he did in 89. Um, I I would have liked to see him, seen a third Batman movie directed by Tim Burton, but of course we know the reason why that didn't happen. And um, I would say that Batman Forever, it's got it's got some problems, it's got some things that are a lot wrong with it, but it also has a few things that make it still watchable. It's probably the last watchable movie before Batman Begins because of how much of a mess and, and an embarrassment that Batman and Robin was two years later. Batman Forever at least still had stuff that made it still somewhat quality-wise to watch. Um, any other characters you still want to talk about? Any other memorable quotes you want to talk about? What have we not yet covered yet with Batman Forever? Uh, well, you know about the henchmen's goons, minions. They're all just sort of like as like S and M. Yeah, wearing leather. Yeah, I did notice that. I did. I did notice that. And the and the hoods. And they wear the hoods like very to like like somebody very to almost like the director. He's also gay in real life. Yeah, he's a he was. Yeah, yeah, he's gay in real life, so you had the S&M of them with, like, that, and then you had the bat suit, had nipples on it. Yeah, and, and which is like, uh, yeah. even Robin's suit, even Robin's suit is not like the, the Robin's suit of Fnatic, it's also, like, very skin tight. Like yeah, skin yeah, also, yeah, like yeah, we finally, we finally got a more normal, regular type bat suit when we got back, when we finally get to Batman Begins, Batman Begins, the suit is more, more of what a bat suit should be as opposed to how it was with the Schumacher version. But again, the music, the music of the movie was good. The music, different music is good. Um, it's a different take than Tim Burton's Gotham with the whole way that Schumacher shows Gotham. Um, I think we've covered all the main villains. I mean, not villains. We've covered all the main characters and a few of the minor characters. Um, are there any other quotes from the movie that stood out to you? Batman Forever memorable quotes? 
myself, even though it's something like, um, let me think about that, uh, it's also like, uh, well, I don't know about like, uh, something like, uh, the, has everyone got brains about that? Oh! Yeah, that's pouring about like the sucking up of the version of Riddler having all that that stuff to uh, his plan with that whole thing. Um, but yeah, back to the ba back to the Batcave, and so Riddler and Two Face they break in, and then when Riddler's uh, breaking apart the Batcave, I like he's doing the whole the baseball oh, thing, like baseball the baseball thing, and he's yeah, like Joygasm, Joy or Joygasm or something Gasm. Um, yeah. And then I like for the climax, like you already mentioned, the thing about the battleship and the holy and the holes. But then when we're all inside, uh, um, Batman has to save both. Oh yeah, and there's, oh yeah. Here's another quote that Batman gave. Batman yeah. Give a riddle to Riddler. Yeah. I have seen what I've seen. To me, dark is as dark is as clear as daylight. What am I? And that's what Riddler says. Please, you are as blind as blind a bat. Blind as a bat. And then, yeah, that's nothing. That's a little quirky, but he has his own like uh, something to protect about from the explosion by, by throwing his own batarang. Right. You know, like, so, uh, yeah, after he said, surprised. yeah, after Riddler commented how he answered back, he took the batarang, then it, then it, um, it bust, it blew, blew everything. Yeah, yeah, and then, so Batman has to save both, uh, uh, Robin and Chase Meridian. Was able to save both. Then you got Two-Face doing the whole coin thing the whole time, and because he brought the coin up, that's when Val Kilmer Val Kilmer's Batman killed Two Face. Yeah, and I just back again. I don't like how he played Two Face, but I did. I even that's very it's very wrong about Two Face as a villain who kills a Robin's family. because in the original comics of the of Robin's origin is is actually about Zuko. Zuko's the one that sabotaged the circus circus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a bat, the Batman movies are always going to be a a different version than how certain comics are portrayed. So it's going to be different depending on who's showing it, whether it's the comic accurate or not comic accurate. It could go either way with those kind of things, like you said. Um, but I didn't like how um, Tommy Lee Jones is uh, with Two Face. But however, when we finally got a new Two Face and a new Harvey Dent in the Dark Knight. I do have a lot to say about, uh, uh, how do you, what, what's the actress real name who played Two-Face? Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Eckhart. I have a, I, I do like Aaron Eckhart's version of Two-Face and Harvey Dent more so in the Dark Knight movie. Oh, yeah. But we'll get to that. But I did not like how he was in Batman Forever. Um, but hey, uh, you know they were, you know Tom Lee Jones and, and, uh, Val Kimmer reunited again and also in, in another, not, not for Batman, but uh, in the Western movie directed by Ron Howard called The Missing, yeah? Oh yeah, when when did when that come out? Two thousand three. I know, I knew that uh, Tommy Lee Jones was in that, but you're saying Val Val Kilmer was in that too? Yeah. Did they have any? Did they have any scenes? Did they have any scenes? Did they have any scenes? Did they have any scenes together in the missing? No, it's just maybe some one time. I think I don't see the movie once. A long time. But, uh, I didn't. I didn't. I knew. I knew Tommy Lee Jones was in that. I didn't know that. Um. Val Kilmer was in that also. Val Kilmer worked with Ron Howard before in the movie Willow. Oh yeah, tell me more about Willow. Willow, that Val Kilmer plays some kind of the great swordsman, the Mad Martigan, about the even like a bloody very like cocky that Han Solo or some sword fighting. It's from the produced by George Lucas and the the makers of Star Wars. Okay. Okay, hold on. So wait, hold on. Wait a sec. You said missing, missing, missing. Let me just see real quick. Uh, yes, uh, in 2003, 2003's The Missing, he plays Lieutenant Jim 
Dormain? Dormain? Don't know how to pronounce that. But yeah, you're right. He apparently is in that. And you said that um, Tommy Lee Jones. So, they, so they're kind of back. I don't know if they have any scenes together, but they're both back together in The Missing 2003. And then yeah. the uh, Willow you're talking about is a 1988 movie. Willow, yeah, yeah. and I, I want to tell you, um, the Willow is, yeah, right, Ron, Ron Howard, with, right, written by George Lucas and directed by Ron Howard. Now, the Top Gun Maverick movie, coming up soon, and then a few months from now, hopefully it keeps its release date. He's back as Iceman in Top Gun Maverick, so, yes, um... We're going to um, eventually talk about the original Top Gun uh, towards the middle to end of May. Um, but yeah, he's actually coming back as Iceman. I don't know how how much of the movie he'll be in, but um, Val Kilmer will be back as Iceman uh, for uh, Tom Cruise. Val Kilmer survived from his uh, throat cancer. So That's far, so far, bad. yeah, so far he's good with it. He had um he had a whole documentary about it, and he's ter- he's currently still living as a, as of the time of this recording. Um, so he's going through the throat yes, cancer. Like, he looks like very funny. He did some of his uh, one act play about himself to do like a Mark Twain. Eh? Yeah, like I said, I like yeah, I like. So he'll be back in Top Gun Maverick. Hopefully, we've seen a few months. Hopefully, seen a few months, and we also will review Top Gun uh, the original before the sequel. And um, yeah, as, as far as Val Kilmer, like I liked him as Batman. I liked him as Bruce Wayne. I knew they had more cut versions of the backstory and Arkham and all that, and extended director versions that um, we never got to see the whole full cut of Batman Forever and longer versions. But he's he's. I would have liked to see him play Batman and Bruce Wayne a second time, but instead he decided not to come back for Batman and Robin. Um, any um any final th- any final thoughts and opinions about Batman Forever before we give this movie a rating? Yeah, you were saying about um Two Face and the Robin thing. You said in the comics who did what to that with Robin and Two Face. Oh, Izuko is one of the Batman villains. So uh, actually, a minor villain, but even though Zook was behind the, the original Dick Grayson's family on the circus act. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, so it's some Zuko villain character. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, right. It's not always going to match the comics. Um, some things were their own version outside of the comics. But like you said, also, Robin is way too old in this. Um, if they're going to bring Robin back in future movies, they should probably have a Robin that's a lot younger yeah, age. Definitely, you saw Robin in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt. But that, that was the that was the that was the uh, John Blake cop version of of it. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, with, we'll we'll get to that with Dark Knight Rises. His birth name was Robin. About that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very different than the other. Yeah. Other yeah. So there's other different kind of Robin. There's other different kind of Robin in of the course. Other comic book series. Yeah, there's all kinds of Robins. Yeah. There's all kinds yeah, of Robins. There's also a mini series of the, of the Dark Knight Dark Returns. Yeah. Frank Miller. There's a reimagined Robin as a girl. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's a Robin that's a girl also as well. There's so many different versions of the Robin. Yeah. Um. If you had, if you had the greater, greater raid Batman Forever, um, how would you greater raid Batman Forever? Like uh, four. Four out of four what? Four out of what? Four, four out of ten. Oh, you made it even. You made it even less than how IMDb gave it a five point four out of out of ten. You said uh, four out of ten. Oh wow, that's uh, pretty low. It's like if 
probably like a weak. It's, it's probably a very weak movie. Weak Batman movies. Wow! Well, if you're gonna give Rob Batman Forever only a four out of ten, I can't wait till tomorrow to hear what you're gonna yeah, give sure. Batman oh, and Robin. Fact about the, uh, the uh, some of the actors who play as Batman and like uh, Michael Keaton, uh, the, the Christian Bale, George Clooney, uh, uh, Ben Affleck. Some some of them end up got uh, winning the Oscar or nominated for the other films. That uh, but Val Kilmer doesn't today. Well, I still think Val Kilmer wasn't bad as Batman. I think of all the names you mentioned, I think only George Clooney was the weakest, worst type of Batman. Yeah. Um. So yeah, wait. So you gave it only just a four out of ten. Um. And that's a number wise. What would you give it letter grade wise? Letter grade wise, so like a, a D. A D. Oh wow. You how you like? Yeah. I yeah, guess. I guess Batman Forever. While well, it has a few things going for it, it has more bad than good. I would say also. Um. I'm gonna give Batman and Robin a seven. No, wait. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. I'm gonna give Batman Forever. Yeah, Batman Forever a seven out of ten, or a or a C, a solid C. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I rank, I, I, get, I grade it a little bit higher than yours. You're pretty, uh, pretty ruthless, pretty, uh, pretty short to 4 out of 10 or a D. Alright. Um, great. So, we're, we're already well into 51 minutes in before 55, so, um. Oh, yeah. No, not, sure. Another Joel Schumacher I like film is, I like him, he directed that, uh, the, the Lost Boys, the vampire movie in the 80s. Yeah, in the late 80s, he had the Lost Boys. And speaking of which, since you like some of the, um, the Lost Boys, I just say I like, um, him directing, um, the, the movie with, uh, Michael Douglas. Uh, like, uh, Falling Down. Yes, Falling Down. I, Falling I Down, he, he did well with Falling Down. Great. And also, the, and you know that what's referenced about before he did, Joel Schumacher directed Batman, Batman Forever and Robin. What's, what's all connected, and he directed Lost Boys. It's one show, one scene that shows about the one boy visits a comic book store as uh, all the Batman comics and Superman, because that's like foreshadowed that that way. They had a scene. They had a scene in that movie that showed comic books of uh, Batman and Superman. Yeah, Batman, I, I guess that kind of foreshadows that he's going to be directing Batman later on. That's also another Super, Superman and Batman reference. Nice. Great. So, everybody, I hope you all enjoyed our thoughts and opinions, uh, Avi and I, on 1995's Batman Forever. I'm actually quite surprised how low of a grade rating that Avi gave Batman Forever. A real low 4 out of 10 or a D. And I, 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 was, I thought he was going to like it a little bit more than that, but surprisingly, that's pretty low on how he thought it was. It was very interesting. Um, we will see you very soon as we're going to now discuss probably even lower grade rated than that 1997 with Batman and Robin coming up real soon so um Avi thank you so much and we will see you in Batman and Robin okay all right this is Avi and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC signing out